Dr. Ned Allen from Jones Animal Hospital. This is your weekly pause, and today's topic is going to be heart disease. And we're going to talk about heart disease in both dogs and cats, but we're going to talk about them separately because heart diseases we see in dogs are pretty different from the most common ones that we see in cats. So heart disease is a fairly common problem in older dogs. Occasionally, we'll see it in young dogs if they have some kind of congenital problem. That is a problem that they were born with. But the most common type of heart disease we have to manage in our canine patients are older dogs with mitral valve disease that have congestive heart failure. Dogs don't have heart attacks like people do because they don't have arthrosclerotic disease like people do, but they do have congestive heart failure, which is generally due to a problem with the heart valves. Valves get leaky where the heart becomes less efficient as a pump. The heart, of course, its job is to pump blood around the body. So all pumps have valves in them to keep fluid flowing in one direction. And Problems with blood leaking back around the valves obviously is going to decrease the efficiency of the heart as a pump. So mitral valve disease with leaky valves is a fairly common thing to see. Other things we see are deterioration of the heart muscle, what's called cardiomyopathies. Um, and there's, there's two broad categories of that. Dilated cardiomyopathy, where the heart becomes, you know, kind of flabby and loses all its muscle tone. And hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, where the heart muscle actually hypertrophies or overgrows and gets very thick and very stiff. So the heart loses its ability to contract properly because the heart muscle has gotten so stiff and thick. But let's get back on the congestive heart failure with, for instance, mitral valve disease. Many times, well, hopefully every time, you go to the veterinarian and they do a good physical exam. They're going to pull the stethoscope, listen to your dog's heart. Listen to the heart, listen to the lungs, check the pulses. And sometimes the veterinarian will look over at you and say, hey, I'm hearing a heart murmur in your dog now. Well, the most common heart murmurs we hear are due to blood leaking back around the valves. Um, Your normal heartbeat, that thump, 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 thump sound, is made by the valves closing. That's what makes the thumping sound is the valve closing. If the valve doesn't seat properly when it closes, instead of getting a thump, thump, you get a thump, shh, thump, shh, thump, shh. The shh sound is blood leaking back around the valve going the wrong direction than what it's supposed to. Small amounts of blood leaking are inconsequential, and a lot of pets, like a lot of people, have what's called an innocent murmur, where they're not showing any signs of heart disease because of that. But as more and more blood is leaking back around the valve, that means more blood's going the wrong way, less blood is going the right way, so the heart becomes progressively less efficient as a pump, and that leads to heart disease. Heart disease is different depending on if it's the left or the right side of the heart failing. Now, eventually, if you have left-sided heart failure, you're going to develop right-sided heart failure and vice versa. If you start off with the right-sided heart failure, you're going to wind up with left-sided heart failure. Um, Most pets start off with left-sided heart failure, and the chief manifestation of that is some congestion in the lungs, what's called pulmonary edema, which is fluid in the lungs. So the people begin to hear a, a soft, regular cough, 
The dog may become short of breath. They just don't have the energy that they used to have. They're obviously less active. They're not moving around as much. When they first get up in the morning, get to moving around, they're coughing more because the fluid is kind of settled to one side during the night. So they, they come into my practice and they say, hey, my dog is, has this soft cough. It doesn't have the energy it used to have. I do a physical exam. I listen to the heart. I'm hearing a pretty significant heart murmur. Um, I may feel the dog's pulses and say the pulses aren't as strong as they used to be. Uh, so let's get some chest x-rays and see what's going on. So we get some chest x-rays and we can see, actually see congestion in the lungs with a chest x-ray. And you can see if the heart enlarged and an abnormal shape. And that's kind of the first stages of diagnosing congestive heart failure. So we use many of the same medications in dogs that people use. We use Lasix, which is a diuretic, trying to pull some of the fluid off from those lungs. Also, the diuretics help to decrease what's called the preload on the heart, the amount of blood going through it, so it doesn't have to push as much blood through. If we suspect they're having disease of the heart muscles, which many of them are, there's a drug called pimabendin, which has had a tremendously positive effect on strengthening the contractions of the heart. We'll often put them on another drug called spironolactone, which helps to, again, strengthen the heart muscles contractions as well as have a diuretic effect. We'll often put them on an ACE inhibitor, which a lot of people take ACE inhibitors, and those work by dilating the small blood vessels out in the periphery where the heart doesn't have to pump as hard because it's pumping blood through larger vessels each time. So like pushing water through a two-inch pipe or through a half-inch pipe. It takes a lot more force to put the same amount of water through a half-inch pipe than it does through a two-inch pipe. So ACE inhibitors help to increase the size of the vessels the heart's pushing blood through. So it helps the heart not to have to work as hard. And the vast majority of the time, you know, we can clear the fluid out of the lungs, strengthen the contractions, reduce the resistance the heart's having to pump against, and can basically return the dog back to pretty normal function. Now, we have not cured heart disease. You don't cure heart disease. You manage heart disease, and that's something I always try to make very clear to people. You know, we're going to manage this disease. It's going to have to manage the rest of this dog's life, but we can do that with these medications, and as long as you'll give these medications regularly, we can keep your dog doing pretty well. Now, eventually, the heart's going to fail to the point beyond which the medicines can help. Um, and then at that point, we have to have a whole different discussion with the client about their, their pet's quality of life and that sort of thing. In most cases, for quite some time, we can tremendously improve the quality of life by appropriately medicating congestive heart failure. Now, there are other tools we can use to assess just how bad is it and what is a better course of action. Um, we sometimes will refer them for an echocardiogram, where a veterinarian who is trained in that um, actually can look inside the heart, can look at the size of the chambers, can check the pressures across the, the chambers, and can help us to better tailor the, the medications that way. We sometimes will have animals that have an irregular heartbeat. So we can do an EKG for them or an ECG, electrocardiogram, to determine just what exactly is going on as far as the heart being out of rhythm. And then there are some medications that can be given sometimes to help straighten out the heart rhythm, which can help the dog a great deal there too. So we have a lot of the tools available to us that a human cardiologist has to them. We have a lot of the medications available to us as well that human cardiologists prescribe to their patients. So a, a dog with 
congestive heart failure or some other kind of heart disease can very often be helped, not cured, but helped and managed and can have the quality of their life improved quite a bit. And I've had heart patients that were on medication sometimes for several years and therefore lived for several years beyond when they would have otherwise have died on the heart medications. I think we're out of time for today. We're going to have to bring up heart disease in cats at another session. So glad you've tuned in to your weekly pause. And if you have any questions you'd like to ask Dr. Allen about your pets or pets in general, email WETS at ETSU.edu with your questions. (laughs) 